Hi, and welcome to the Hollywood Dreammaker Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Gallo. I'm a 35-year veteran actor. I'm the kid who came out to Hollywood with 200 bucks in my pocket and one-way ticket when I was 18. Didn't know a soul out here, and I've been living my dream ever since. I've had an amazing career. I've been an Academy Award-winning film, blockbuster film, hit TV series. You name it, I've done it, and I got the IMDB credits to prove it. Six years ago, I opened up my own school, the Manhattan Actor Studio, where I found my true passion. That's teaching the craft of acting, but not only teaching the craft of being the guy. Success leaves clues. I know how to make dreams a reality. I did it for myself, and I do it on a daily basis for my students. And I can help you achieve yours. Welcome to my podcast. Let's get started. I am super excited to welcome a heart-centered entrepreneur and a transformational trainer. She's on a mission to empower millions to be seen and heard. She's the founder and the CEO of Live Video Mastery and the co-founder of the Podcast Accelerator. She's the host of the Fire and Soul Podcast. She's a published author on the topic of gratitude. She's meditated with the Dalai Lama, and she's literally walked on fire with over 4,000 hours of live TV experience on Extra, Good Morning America, Today, Bravo, QVC, and more. Wow. Welcome to my podcast, Michelle Soro. Hello, Hollywood Dreammaker. I'm just trying to catch up with you, my friend. How are you? So good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's so great to have you on the show. I'm honored to be here. I've been looking forward to this since we booked this three weeks ago. So, you know, I got to set it up a little bit. So, you know, Hollywood Dreammaker would not exist if it wasn't for you, Michelle Soro. I would say maybe the podcast in its current form, but you've been a Hollywood Dreammaker since you made your own dreams come true in Hollywood. So it's been within you all this time. I just helped you step it up a little bit to make your impact go a little further, faster by getting you on social media and helping you launch a podcast and own yourself on live video. I have some very fond, cherished memories of our journey together. So just to set it up a little bit, my wife, my beautiful wife for Christmas decided that she was going to buy me a, a live video mastery course. So it's Christmas and my son is opening up his presents. My wife's opening up hers. And she says, well, your present is I bought you this live video mastery course, you know, so you can be on Facebook. And I was like, Wow. Wow. Great. Thanks a lot. You know, first off, I'm like, I don't do social media. I don't do Facebook. And it was really like, but you know, my wife, she always knows what's best for me. And, you know, I trusted her and I, I came to the live video mastery course and it was truly transformational. It was actually. And I remember <laughs> you sharing with me confidentially, like at our first lunch that first day, because that was a one and only time so far since COVID hit, everything has shifted. But um, it was when I taught my six week digital version of that course in a, in a live immersion two day. And I remember at lunch, you said to me, I was kind of pissed that she gave me that for Christmas. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and then you were already in, you're like, but I think she knew what she was doing. And uh, your transformation was clearly visible within a matter of a couple of hours. And now look at you, you're just, you're a rocket ship. <laughs> well, you know, 
you got me comfortable in front of this thing. And I got to say, and to be very honest with you, you've pushed me outside my comfort zone because, you know, for me going live as me, you know, I'm an actor. I've been on TV and movies, but I'm always playing a character. So it's easy for me to be hide behind that character, you know, bring my soul to the character, but it's not me. It's a character I've created. But, you know, going live and pressing that little blue courage button to go live and, and to put myself out there and to find my, my real true voice, you know, was a gift. Because I remember when you, you gave me a little homework assignment to record my intro for my podcast and I recorded it like 30 something times and I came home and I played it for my son and he started laughing at me. He goes, dad, you sound like a game show host. <laughs> because <laughs> I was trying to play the part of the podcaster instead of just being me, this is me, you know, and uh, you gave me that you've pushed me outside my comfort zone. So I thank you for that. Oh, my God. Well, I believe that, you know, everything that we want is outside of the comfort zone. It's where all the magic resides, but it does require a level of bravery that uh, the universe certainly rewards. And you're watching that now happen. Your business is expanding beyond your wildest dreams so quickly, all because you are willing to be brave. And um, the other thing about that is that, you know, all it requires is just a little bit of practice and a willingness to be humble enough to kind of suck at something until you get a little bit better. But just so you know, you have a sister on the path. When I started my podcast two years and a couple of months ago, I also recorded 32 intros. <laughs> and it's not that I sounded like a game show host, but I totally understand what your son was was meaning by that. It's that I was so plagued by this concept of perfectionism. And I was somehow holding myself to the standard to be like Oprah my very first time. And it was just bananas. And then finally I was like, oh my God, I'm just, just sending this. And uh, you and I both have the same producer and Ginny, who's our producer was like, yeah. So oh, that 30 Jenny. second take. Yeah. Hi, Ginny. That 30 second take was as good as the first. So we're just going to stick with the first one. <laughs> but we learn as we go. Right. And we get better and better. I mean, how's your journey now in the experience? Well, you know, because of you, I, I created a, uh, a 30 day self tape challenge for my actors which was, uh, you know, it's been awesome because, you know, during this COVID times, instead of them laying around binge watching Netflix, they're, they're actually working on their craft. There's no excuses. It's free. All you go is to, you, you know, put yourself on tape, work on a monologue and, you know, put it up there. And, you know, a couple of people, I, they were kind of falling off. And I remember what you told me, and it's a beautiful gift. Be willing to put out B minus stuff, you oh. know? And, you know, it does not have to be perfect. It's, you know, it's consistency. It's really keep working on it and keep working on your craft. And, you know, maybe those first self-tapes aren't the greatest, but you're putting them out there. You keep doing it. You're not, not putting it out there because of fear, because what people are going to think, you know, and you really gave me that where it's like, I don't really give up what anybody thinks anymore. You know, that was what was stopping me was what other people's opinion would be, you know, what would they think? But you know, now I know that I'm here to serve yeah. as many people as possible. You know, my mission is truly to teach, you know, what I have here, my brick and mortar to touch as many people's lives as possible. And I couldn't do that just being here in the little Manhattan Beach bubble in my brick and mortar. I had to get outside my comfort zone. I had to get on social media. I had to put myself out there. I had to create the podcast. And now I'm global. You know, I could say thanks to the Hollywood Dreammaker podcast, I'm global. And uh, it's been, you know, truly transformational. 
So guess what? You're probably going to have to rebrand yourself to the global dream maker pretty soon, <laughs> you know, because it's just true. You're going to have kids listen and, and parents listen in Australia and the UK and Japan and, and Ireland and all these various places around the world where I know your podcast is being picked up and, and they're going to learn from you and they may do really big and important things in their city or in their country. So it's not even necessarily about Hollywood, although I love your title and I don't want you to change it. But the bottom line is, is that with the internet and making an online impact, the reach is unlimited. And that's so beautiful that you stepped into it and that you were willing to put out B minus level work. And some people might hear that and be like, huh, what are you talking about? And it's because if we're holding ourselves to some standard of perfection, which is the lowest standard to have, by the way, because it simply doesn't exist, then we're never going to get anything done. And we're going to always wait for it to be better for us to be better. And procrastination is simply a disguise for fear of what others would think right? But if I put myself out there and it's not an A level, then I'll be judged. Well, guess what? Nobody that we admire and respect in their journey, whoever our mentors and role models are, started at perfection. They were just willing to try and they put out B, B minus level work in the beginning. And that just frees us up and allows us to be off that hook and that standard that's so low of it's got to be perfect. So I'm just a huge fan of that concept. And I'm glad that you ran with it because look at you now. Well, you know, you got to be willing to fail, you know, yes. and, and fail forward and keep, you know, if you fail, you dust yourself up, you get back up and you, you try again and you keep going forward and you don't quit and you're consistent and you go after it and you take massive action to get that dream become a reality. And that is at the core of why you are truly the Hollywood dream maker right? Because you got a story that's transformational. No doubt you've shared it here, but people need to hear those stories because we relate and identify in the struggles, in the failures, in the setbacks, right? It's difficult to relate to someone who's got it all. And it just seems so perfect online, which is why I love the concept of B minus level work. It's like, oh, wow. She sent that email and there was like three typos in there and she doesn't seem to care. She's just moving forward, right? Because We free everybody else up when we own our imperfections and our humanity. And that's a beautiful gift for all of the world. And that's what you're leading by. And I love it. So the podcast is called The Hollywood Dream Maker. And and, and I was doing a little research on you. I I found an IMDb and I saw that you had some credits on IMDb. Can you tell me about that? (laughs) Yeah. So, So first of all, it's hilarious because I don't know how to like manage the IMDb. So there's like this one credit that says I was on a soap opera in 1973, which is basically when I was, you know, a baby, and that it was a one time and it was a six month recurring role in the uh, late 90s. So that's just kind of a funny thing, early 2000s. But so yeah, when I was young, I wanted to be an actress. And and I can share a little bit about that and what I've come to realize about that in my wisdom of growing older um, and more self-aware. But that was my number one dream was to get on TV, to be in movies and commercials. And so for a while there, um, I did book some of that stuff, you know, a couple things here and there, small films, some big commercials, um, some small parts on soap operas. But the reality is, is that I, unlike you, did not like being a character. I wanted to be me. So I basically played me in every single role, which is not a great actor. So then I thought, okay, but if I'm still attached to this television platform thing, then what if I became like a TV host? And so that was right when the industry was really shifting to, you couldn't just be like a general TV host. You had to have a niche. And in the meantime, I had started a real estate career. So I was like my mid thirties, which would be really late for a lot of people, but I saw the niche and it was like, 
real estate agents, the reality shows. And so then I tried my hand at a little bit of those things and got some big things on like E and Bravo and HGTV was on hold for like six months on some things and then on hold again and pilot shot in the can. Your audience will know this language. And then nothing really ever came to fruition. Then I was late 30s. And in the meantime, I'd gone to UCLA and I studied a a certificate in broadcast journalism because I was really clear that's what I wanted. And so I looked at my life and I was like, I'm 39 years old, 38, whatever it was, 39, whatever. And we hit the financial crisis of 2008. And I looked at my life and I looked at my bank account and I was like, oh my gosh, I've made $11,000 this year in real estate while I've been on hold for all these TV things. And I thought, okay, I got to get smart about this and look at this as a business. And I was like, what's my experience? I've got some TV hosting. I've got this thing from UCLA and I've got a lot of sales experience. Hmm, Okay. If I really drill that down, TV hosting and sales Oh shit, I got to go to a shopping network. And that was that was the thought process. And at first the ego was having a heart attack. It was like you've hit the gutter. You can't go do that. That's terrible. But something inside me said, nope, you got to go do this. And I trusted that nudge. And so I applied at QVC and HSN, the two biggest players here in the States. And I was fortunate enough to get to the final two at QVC. And one week later, after five rounds of interviews flying back and forth to HSN in Florida, I'm out at Los Angeles. I was actually offered a contract. And it was the same amount of money that I had been making as a realtor in my heyday. So this was like a really good fit. And my agent at the time who represented all the big TV hosts and news anchors in America, he said to me, this is going to be perfect. You're going to look back on this experience and it's going to be the best thing you would have decided for your career. And while it never really led to more TV hosting, and yes, there was four more years of hosting on extra and selling products. When I look back now and I connect those dots I can see that everything that I do now is because of what I learned at HSN. And that blew me away because I know how to sell online and how to market online. I know how to grow something online, which is now what I cultivate in my community of helping others just like you understand how to build their impact online. So it's a crazy, twisted way of looking at things. But, you know, you look back and you connect those dots and you're like, oh, my gosh, everything led me to here. But I want to just say one final thing. It was in December of 2017 when I went to a Date with Destiny event, which I know you've been to, that Tony Robbins leads. Um, He used to lead them in person and now everything's turned virtual. But um, I went to that event with one intention. Tony, I was already on Extra with my one day a week segment selling products, which I was very proud of. But I had dreamed of being on Extra for 10 years. And so I finally got it, not in the way that I thought I would get it, but I finally got it. And I couldn't deny that the universe was operating on my behalf and delivering my dream. But at that event, I went with one intention. Tony, I didn't say this to him personally, but it was in my written application. Help me turn this one day a week segment into a one day full-time Emmy award winning television host role. And by day four of that event, I dropped to my knees and I realized that that was no longer my dream. It was my dream from a five-year-old little girl perspective that so longed for significance and to feel worthy and to know that I mattered. And the only way that my little five-year-old mind could connect the dots that I mattered was if I was on TV. And so when I opened up to the reality that there was so much more that I could be doing, and so for me, it started with a podcast and I didn't know the how, I didn't know the logistics, but it's all worked out, obviously, and I'm living my dream now, but it was not where I thought I would go. And it's certainly not what I went into Date with Destiny to create, but Date with Destiny handed me my true destiny.
That's beautiful. You know, I, I have a similar story. I mean, for me, you know, I went in there and uh, it was uh, my story, my whole story that my whole life just shifted. I changed my story about my life. My old story was the poor me, the victim, you know, all the bad stuff that happened to me and all that stuff. And I really got that everything happened for me. It was a gift. And it made me the man I am today, the father I am today, the husband I am today, the teacher I am today. I had to go through all of the crap to mm -hmm. become the man I am today. And, you know, I found that, you know, I was putting my ladder on that wall of, you know, the acting and the significance. You know, when I got the dream, I got all that stuff. You know, you got to be careful what you wish for, because I was like, is this it? Really? I mean, there was something missing. And, you know, what I realized is, you know, I was running my life. I had my old map, you know, it was outdated. So my ladder was on the wrong wall. And that ladder would never lead me to happiness. Mm -hmm. So I had to shift the ladder to this new wall, which is a being of service. And how can I help other people achieve their dreams? And how can I touch people's lives? Because I truly feel that, you know, the secret to living is giving, you know, to really be coming from love and, and light and sharing, you know, the gifts that I've been blessed with. I mean, you know, I've been blessed and I wish there was somebody like me. When I came out to Hollywood with 200 bucks in my pocket and one way ticket, I didn't know so they could have said, hey, come here, don't go that way. Stay away from that person. Stay away from that agent. Stay away from that photographer. This is not the path. This is how you get to where you want to go. You know, success leaves clues. I've been blessed. I've had the success and I know how to get there. So now I'm the guide. You know, I every day, you know, that's what I do. I guide my actors to go get their dream. And to me, it's so much more rewarding when I get that call or that email or that text or I got my SAG card, I just booked that part or, you know, that is so much more rewarding than when it was me booking a, you know, a job or guest star on a thing or whatever, you know, been there, done that, got the t-shirt to prove it. But now I want, I got the dream. Now I want to live my destiny. And I truly got that out of date with destiny because it's about serving and, and touching people's lives. Totally. Couldn't agree more. And it reminds me of one of Tony Robbins' um, famous quotes where he says that success without fulfillment is the is ultimate, the ultimate failure. Yeah. He's got story after story of Oscar-winning actors and directors and producers and, and writers and Olympian gold winners and you name it. They're the top of their field and they have zero fulfillment. And they express oftentimes predominantly than not exactly what you just said really is this all there is because it was never going to fill that empty gaping hole of knowing that you mattered and that your life made a difference it's only when you step into service and contribution where you can actually realize your full potential so no wonder you've now come full circle and you are the guy that you wish you had so you can be that for so many others around the world well, you know, I learned something from you during live video mastery and it's really like, you know, when going live, you know, talk to one person and I talk to me. I talk to the little Billy, you know, the kid that I wish I had a guide and now I get to be the guide. So it's been, it's been awesome. Yes. And you're doing such a great job. I'm so proud of you. By the way, I want to throw a, there's so many things that I could share about what you've meant to my life, both you and Diana, your beautiful bride, but you've really helped me hone in. I'm a single woman and there's some bees kind of flocking to the honey right now, right? Because my energy's aligned and I'm so clearly on my purpose. And when you're shining that, that light, then people are attracted to that. And so I've had to use my discernment with some of these, you know, prospects and uh, you've helped me even just be so much more clear on what an integrity filled man looks like from the very beginning. And I've been able to just like, oh, nope, 
nope, nope, nope, right? So because you lead by that example and what you have with Diana, just as a little side note, which is the most important note, I think, is uh, what you guys show me and how a relationship should look and that you can have all this passion and this love and this connection and this friendship and it can be sexy and, oh my gosh, I mean, so you guys have deeply inspired me on more levels than you'll ever know. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, I am definitely the president of the Lucky Club. You know? <laughs> I know she feels the same, which uh, is what so makes it so beautiful. It's, pr- pr- it's been uh, it's been amazing. Mm. So you know, I grow to give, and yeah. I you know I really I believe having a mentor, you know, like you and Tony, you know, such valuable golden nuggets that I get when I attend one of his his events or when I do one of your events. And, you know, then I get to give that golden nugget to my, my actors. Yeah. So it's been, it's been amazing. So, you know, what golden nuggets would you have for, you know, actors? Some advice? Maybe, you know, I know you, you're really, like I said, I don't do social media. I mean, you, you really know how to do social media. You know, you, you talk about certainty and clarity and consistency. You know, you talk about priming. You talk about limiting beliefs. What golden nuggets do you have there? Oh my goodness, I have so many, but let me just um, download what's just coming to the top of mind. And there's this is not necessarily in any particular order or the only things that I could say, but a couple of things that come to mind is, first of all, you know, as an actor, you've got to understand, you know, what you stand for and what your why is. I personally don't relate to the why thing, but I definitely understand what I stand for. I understand. I stand for authenticity. I stand for integrity. I stand for bravery. I stand for courage. Like those are the things that really light me up. I stand for passion for sure. Um, I also stand for community and oneness and unity more now than ever. And so, for anyone out there who is just starting and you know you're trying to get the agents and trying to get the sag card and all that i mean the most important thing i would think that you would want to do is get really clear on what do you stand for up front so that you don't sell yourself out and that you land in a place of like really is this all there is right you look at someone like a tom hanks who's known for the epitome of his integrity he's a well-loved and well-respected person you know 40 years later in the industry there's only a handful of those people that they're never in the gossip magazines you know they're never talked about negatively so Decide who you are going to stand for in terms of your values and your morals and your vision so that you can have longevity and it's sustainable so that you can actually enjoy the ride because you know where to say yes and you know where to say no. Now, that can't happen unless you have access to your inner compass. And so that would lead me to the second thing, which is you mentioned priming and meditating and maybe keeping a gratitude journal and all the things. You got to find out for you what's in your arsenal of wholeness. Like for me, it's gratitude. It's my religion, right? Like I don't have to practice it. It's just natural for me, but cultivate something where you can live by the words that you just used, Billy, which is that life is happening for me, never to me. And that way, you know that you're not personally rejected. It's life operating on your behalf. And you're only going to be able to look back and connect the dots and be like, ah, that's why that didn't happen. That's why I was on hold for all those shows. So it could lead me to this, then it would lead me to that. And I can look back and be like, thank you right? So just reverse engineer how you want your life to look. And if you want fulfillment and peace and harmony and ease and grace at the end of your journey, then you can start now. That's what I would recommend. Love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. Good. You're such a beautiful light. Oh, thank you. You you walk the walk, you know, you don't just talk to talk, you walk the walk, you shine your light. And, you know, 
I tell my actors all the time that, you know, that's where you want to come from. You want to come from, you want to get out of your head because when you're in your head, you're dead. You know, you want to get into your heart and come from that. And if you can truly find, you know, breathe into that, breathe into that beautiful light within you, you know, that, that love within you and come from that. You know, it's, it's not an, you're not walking into the room as an actor trying to get anything or be like, prove anything, prove anything to anybody. You, That's a big one for actors and hosts. You know, you're really coming from, you know, the light within me is coming to say hello to the light within you. You bring up a really good point. I'll tell you what was a game changer. So after Date with Destiny, I was still on extra for for three more years. I actually only just got canceled that segment in April of 2020. So it's just been a few months. And actually, I saw it coming. I wanted it to end because I was so ready just to go full bloom into what I'm doing now. But it was a game changer for me at about a year and a half into that role. And it was after Date with Destiny. And I remember I used to go in there nervous, like, am I thin enough? Am I pretty enough? Do I look young enough? Am I hot enough? enough? Am I smart enough? Am I good enough? All the things that we can get plagued by because actors are notoriously insecure. By the way, most people are. It's not just actors, but it really comes down to like, God, you know, can I own myself? But what I did is I reverse engineered it. And instead of looking at what are they thinking about me, I flipped it and I decided that I was going to just do one thing. And I had a mantra and this, I hope is a gold nugget for anyone that needs this right now. I flipped it instead of like, what could I get or what could I prove or how could I get them to like me enough to put me on air more and turn me into a weekend correspondent or all the things, right? Strategizing nonstop. I want to be good enough. want to be good enough. want to be good enough. And instead it was one single sentence that I used every single day until the very last segment that I did there in April. And it was, how can I serve love even more right now? So I brought love onto set. I brought love with my conversations with my crew members. I brought love when I look the camera directly in the eye and I'm trying to sell everyone products, you know, the 2 million viewers on average every single night. And when I did that, everything shifted. All the pressure was off of me. I was no longer concerned about what they thought. Sales started to go up and I had a much more fulfilling experience. And then it didn't matter what else happened, right? Because I was unattached because I did my one and only job, which is to serve love, to bring the love. You would call it light, whatever that is for you, bring it. Everybody in the room will feel it. And if you're not right for the job, that's nothing personal. And unless you want to take it from like the macrocosm level of like, oh, it's really personal. It's not for the highest good of you to get that job, but you're going to get another job. And don't be in a rush. You know, what I teach in the Fire and Soul Accelerator, which you just graduated from last week, a six month mentorship with me. And what I teach in there is no hustle, no grit, no grind. Throw that out the window. There's no such thing. When you're aligned with your true purpose and anyone listening who truly knows they're supposed to be an actor, a working actor, owning and honing their craft, right? And getting rewarded by it for booking roles and changing the lives of the viewers who watch those productions, right? Because it's all about the end result. Then you don't need to be in a hurry about it. Right? There's no rush. You can be in more ease, grace, and flow. And that takes off some of the pressure. Now, I get that there's a financial thing and people got to make some money. But in the meantime, have a little side flow. You know, Be a waiter or whatever you got to do. Drive an Uber and just be so singular focused, but not on the timeline. And I think that the patience and the perseverance and the consistency will pay off. It's a journey. Yes. You know, it's a journey. You know, I, I just did a podcast that I'm really excited about with... Uh, an actor by the name of David Proval. Now, David Proval shot a movie in my neighborhood when I was 11 years old. And uh, that's how I got bit by the acting bug. Mm -hmm. And I just had him, you know, 40, 
whatever years later on my podcast and we were talking, he was telling me he's still, he's in an acting class right now with his 95 year old acting coach via Zoom, you know? So it's a journey. You're always learning as an actor. You're always working on your craft. But the number one thing is really coming from joy, coming from the love of it. Because, you know, if you come from that and the joy and it and fills you up, then it doesn't matter if you get the Academy Award. It doesn't matter because you're living your life's purpose. You're following your dream. You're going after your passion. And you go after it with a vengeance, with all of your soul. And that is the most rewarding thing when you're truly living your passion, your light, you know, your joy. Because, you know, there's a difference between an actor that walks in the room and they're having fun and they're in their joy and they're playing or the actor that walks in in their head and worried about what people are going to think of them and they're nervous and then, you know, it's night and day, you know, a a casting director is going to smell that other stuff a mile away, but they're also going to feel the joy and the fun that the actor comes in playing full out and and playing in their joy. That's That's somebody I want to work with. Yes, a thousand percent. And that casting director and their team, if they've got a team there, if you've made it that far, they are going to recognize that. And while you may or may not be right for that particular role, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, people work with people they like, right? I mean, it's a very small network at the end of the day and proximity truly is power. So if you bring your light and you play full out and you let it shine ever so bright and you're not upset and disappointed, I mean, you can allow yourself to be disappointed for a moment, but you don't let the rejection thing plague you and and become your new identity. It's like, all right, next, right? Mm -hmm. And then that casting director will oftentimes be like, you know what? Let's bring that guy back. Let's bring that woman back or that girl back because they had an amazing energy and they'd be perfect for this role. And then you do it again. I've made a career on that. I mean, I've, I've had casting directors. I thought they didn't like me, but I played full out all the time. They didn't cast me. They didn't cast me. They didn't cast me. And then I found out later on, they were holding me for something better, a series regular on a TV show. How and I was like, I thought you didn't like me. I loved you, but you know, it's, be careful getting into your head. You know, you just go in there every time you give 150% and then you let it go. And, you know, I believe that every no brings you closer to a yes. So, you know, keep getting those no's, keep banging on the door. Totally. Couldn't agree more. You got to keep knocking on those doors. Absolutely. You know, and what we're talking about here feels so high level, right? Because I'm sure there's a lot of listeners. It's like, dude, you're talking about even having the opportunity to audition. I don't even have an agent. I'm not even getting in the rooms. I'm not getting to do a, a Zoom audition right now. Keep going, right? If you know this is your life's purpose as what you know about yourself right now, because things could change, but if this is what lights you up the most and it feels the most expansive, here's what I want to say about this. Here's another little gold nugget for you that I hope is valuable for your listeners is that there's one and only method that I use to decide something, who I'm going to date, who I'm going to be in business with, finishing a course, launching a new course, whatever it is, changing up friendships. I mean, there's all kinds of things. And it is, I simply close my eyes. I take a couple of deep breaths and I ask the question, does this feel aligned with my vision, my morals, and my values? And if it feels unlimited and it feels expansive, like, yeah. And it could be something as simple as going to lunch with a friend. Like, does it just feel expansive versus do I feel like I'm in contraction? Do I feel small and tight and tense when I consider doing this? I.e., let me give you a real-time example. I had an agent once, and she sent she wanted to send me out for an audition where I was supposed to be on a bikini on a freaking motorcycle. And I just said to her, 
this is just no judgment, but it's not in alignment with who I want to be and, and present myself out into the world. Like there's a million other girls that would be great for this. I, I'm just, it's not going to be me. Like it was one of those motorcycles where you had to be, you know, like the booty up in the air and you're in this little <laughs> tiny bikini. And back then I had the body for that. And so for her, she was like money. And I'm like, not, you know? And so these are real things. It felt tense and tight. And it took courage for me to message her and say, I can't go on that audition. You know, she respected my integrity and she kept putting me out there and I booked a a few more gigs through her. But at the end of the day, you got to know what feels in alignment or not, which is why I said earlier, don't sell yourself out just to book the job. Wise words, Mm -hmm. especially for actors, actresses in in the business. You know, there's a lot of crap out there. So you really got to, you know, protect yourself. And if it doesn't feel right and your instincts are telling you, no, this doesn't feel right, then just say no. Move on. Next, there'll be another audition. That's right. That is right. The highest performers in the world, whether they're in business or entertainment or health or the education system, politics, you name it, the highest ultimate performers that we're so inspired by, you know what they do the most? They say no the most. They're discerning. And so discernment is key, but you can only do that if you trust yourself and if you trust in your mission. And so if this is truly your mission, then you'll know where to say yes and you'll, you'll know where to say no. And I understand that's much easier said than done when you're just starting out and you might think you got to take the crap jobs. It's okay to take the, well, some would say there are no crap jobs or small jobs in the beginning, just as long as it's not out of integrity with you because integrity is key. And when you are in alignment with your integrity, which means it's in alignment with your soul's purpose, the universe rewards that in ways that are beyond our wildest imagination. I've seen it happen for myself and so many others. Sure. You know, I love um, Joseph McClendon, you know, with the fortune favors the bold. Yeah. You know, be bold. You know, really go for it, you know, and, and even if you are just trying to get an agent, you know, like I said, you know, keep knocking on that door. You know, I mean, I tell the story all the time when I came out to Hollywood and I wanted an agent, you know, in those $200, I was running out real fast. Well, I got a list of agents from the Screen Actors Guild and I went down the list from the A's to the B's to the C's, literally knocking on doors, doors slamming in my face. And the doors kept slamming and slamming and slamming. And finally, I kept knocking on the door and at Y the Bob Yenez talent agency, I finally got a yes. Wow. So literally I went down all of <laughs> the oh, whole book banging down on doors and I wasn't taking no for an answer. I kept knocking. Yes. You know? so and he no, got me my first audition. No is either not now or next. You get to decide, but it doesn't mean no, you're bad, you're wrong, you'll never be good enough. It's just, this is not the right fit, keep going. Right, so that's the other thing too is that First of all, if you want to be an actor and a working actor, you got to get really comfortable with uncertainty. And some of that means you're just not going to be right for that. But it means that you trust in your mission and you're going to be right for something else. The right representation is key, right? Getting access to auditions is key. All that stuff will just begin to unfold. And that's why I say, just don't be in a rush, little grasshopper, right? Like just one little step at a time. Michelle, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I can't mm-hmm. thank you enough. I mean, truly, like I said, you know, you've been my guide. Mm-hmm. I've learned so much from you. I have a podcast, you know. <laughs> Thanks so a much. A wonderful podcast. Well, well, thank you, thank you so much. And and let's just, you know, your podcast is the Fire and Soul podcast. Can you tell me a little bit about it? 
Yes. So the Fire and Soul podcast is I, I speak to, you know, global game changers and spiritual luminaries and and business, you know, extraordinaires. And uh, it's really a dose of all of that. And so I bring on a lot of experts, but I do a lot of little mini self-development masterclasses as well when I go on solo. And Fire and Soul for me means inspired action from an aligned soul. And so there's nothing manufactured or like motivating about it. It's just ease and grace, no hustle, grit and grind. And I believe that's where all the magic is. And my podcast has been the single most effective leverage for everything that I do in my business. It's open doors beyond my wildest imagination. And after doing it for a year and a half, I realized that about it. And I was like, I need to help others. We need to like, you know, get other people out there podcasting. And so it's it was an honor to have you through that program and to get to see how many lives you get to touch around the world because I stepped into into my certainty despite the fears, despite the imposter syndrome. But podcasts are awesome. So anyone considering it, I can't recommend it enough. Also for your actors, they got to get out there. You got to be putting yourself out there and build up a social presence. It's just required these days. There's going to be actors that are going to book a job over you because they have a bigger following. Why? Because it's a collaborative effort in marketing. And don't forget at the end of the day, the craft is the craft, but the marketing is the beast. And so you've got to go online. You've got to step into your power in doing that. So do live videos, build up your social community and go on there and share value, share content, share meaningful nuggets as often as possible, because that is probably going to be one of the most effective ways that you're going to get yourself opportunities that you might not have if you weren't willing to put yourself out there. Awesome. So if somebody wants to follow you, what's your social handles? Easy. Everything's at Michelle Sorrow. So S-O-R-R-O and two L's in my first name. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Michelle. I look forward to after this COVID kind of goes away that we can sit down and have lunch and come down to the beach and be great to see you in person. Likewise, I would love a play date with you and and, uh, your beautiful bride, Diana. And thank you so much for having me on. It was an honor, my friend. It was an honor having you. Okay, take care, stay safe, stay healthy. God bless. Talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Please rate, review, share this with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't. Please take whatever you get from here, the golden nuggets, and apply them to your career. Go after your dreams with passion. Don't let anybody tell you it can't be done. I believe in you. Follow your dreams. I'll see you in Hollywood.